Krishna. <clears throat> so to <clears throat> uh, remind ourselves about the purpose of our talk, we <clears throat> Before every class, we chant Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Chapter 2. So, yesterday we, did, we were discussing about two Bhagavata, two Bhagavatas. We are all Bhagavatas. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> please remember that um, your practice here is to <clears throat> become a walking Bhagavatam. And not in a sense that you make the turning page sound when you move <laughs> and simply also quote verses, even though that's good too, but that by looking at uh, you, one can write down <coughs> what the Bhagavad Dharma means. So this is our responsibility, Hare Krishna. And then, <coughs> so Nashta Prayeshabhadrishma, yes, so uh, it's a very beautiful and, sim- uh, and beautiful and inspiring and um, very significant verse about steadiness and then the next one speaks about uh, higher levels in one place Srila Prabhupada writes that after one has developed very intense taste one's progress in Krishna consciousness proceeds like fire in gunpowder anybody burned gunpowder in your childhood? Sometimes you you just you know bring the match and <laughs> very quick. <clears throat> so text 19 speaks again. Th- this is an argument uh, in favor of that 50-50 or 51-49. That nishta doesn't mean all is finished. Still, some work is there to do. Oh, sorry. Some work is still there to do. <clears throat> so, verse 19 of chapter 2. Oh, it's off, is it? Oh, it's got, got tired of... Gave up. <laughs> ah, you guys never... <laughs> okay. okay, great. <clears throat> so you can see, Rajas and Tamas are still mentioned. Even after Nishta, so means that something may still be there. Some some work still could be uh, done to some extent. <coughs> so let us chant. Tadarajastamo bhavam Kamalobadayaschaye 
ಚೈತೈತರನಾವಿದಂ ಸ್ಥಿತೀ or the state of self satisfaction <clears throat> so this is obvious as a result obviously this is the result of uh, purification and it's a higher stage you can uh, hear one class where shila propat says that anavidam means not pinched because bida can mean being pinched so just imagine you are sitting very carefully trying to meditate 
and uh, then the mode of passion comes and pinches you by the uh, whatever is your tender place, <laughs> just pinches you hard and ah, oh! and where is your meditation? Right, difficult to meditate. So uh, therefore, we don't have steady fixed meditation and trance, but when by <clears throat> Uh, irrevocable or steady devotional service, uh, Rajas and Tamas are um, purified, then we are no longer pinched by uh, the lower modes like ignorance <coughs> and uh, passion. We say lower mode passion, but passion in fact is uh, somebody is in pure passion, that's a king who is very noble. Right? That's the definition of nobility, and some of one, one of the characteristics of passion is a great uh, desire to be charitable. In fact, uh, kings and kshatriyas are ready to die in a moment for a higher cause. So that's passion. <laughs> it's not just some you know frantically running around. That's <laughs> uh, <clears throat> also quite elevated. But Satvagun is even better. So um, you can see Srila Prabhupada quotes these verses as his formula, his idea about how to solve the problem of uh, encountering a mass of people uh, not so much interested in spiritual life. Not so much interested in spiritual life. Although I would say that I, th I find Americans extremely biased people. It was founded by in fact, pious people running away from uh, religious uh, persecution right, in, in Europe. There's a very strong work ethic uh, lying in the foundation of uh, America. <clears throat> uh, and plus, you can see that nowadays you have uh, already very wonderful effects of preaching. If you, maybe you remember that there was some article a few years ago about um, so many phenomena of modern life, like meditation, vegetarianism, yoga, um, care for self-development. So the, this Cana Canadian journalist says, we are all a little bit of Hare Krishna, Hare Krishnas already. So you may not have known, but this is what Hare Krishnas have been preaching for the last 50 years. So if you're doing that, you're a little bit of a Hare Krishna. <laughs> <clears throat> But, um, of course, some of these things are not demonstrable. You cannot dem demonstrate that exactly this is the effect of Srila Prabhupada's preaching. But, you know, that's, uh, nobody can forbid us to be privately convinced about it. <laughs> we have distributed half a billion books <clears throat> and more around the world. Plus, we sing and we chant. And uh, I, what I find probably the most uh, effective is uh, people develop new concepts. Even just even having a concept of reincarnation or karma uh, already changes, and and God who is not just angry fault finder with a you know with a telescope and checking. Ah, got you! You touched your feet and didn't wash your hands. <laughs> I will, <clears throat> but as a. Mm, well-wisher of everybody. That's already a revolutionary con concept, and people may say, I do not believe, but they discuss it anyway. Uh, 
And uh, the power of this concept is such that uh, if you just have a correct concept, it, uh, it gradually transforms one's consciousness. We are discussing the uh, four clouds of anartas. And uh, <clears throat> we discussed different stages of eradication. We discussed the three clouds. If we check uh, the description in Harinam Chintamani, though, it will appear that we have three clouds and one fog. Ignorance is compared to fog. <clears throat> and uh, so ignorance is the result of uh, sinful, dushkritota anartas, some reaction to our sense from before, from the past. And <clears throat> we argued that uh, karma or effects of karma, which means the re reactions to sin and piety, are almost completely removed, you can see already at bhajana kriya. Uh, so when we say Theoretically, devotees are freed from the effects of karma. It sounds nice as a concept. However, when we next time we have indigestion, we think, where is my freedom of karma? I got a reaction. Although also there is just plenty of mir miraculous stories. I remember one of my friends... <clears throat> very first visits to the temple, he, that was crazy. We are not so crazy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the devotees sometimes were fanatical. So there was a lot of um, some millet porridge, or was it a buckwheat porridge? I think millet porridge, some porridge was there, which went bad, slightly. <laughs> I don't know if you can say it's slightly bad or very bad, but it went bad anyway. And then devotees were saying that we must, uh, this is prasadam, it's a sanctified food. It's a holy, holy item. You cannot just throw it out. So, and he came for the first time. I think it was Bakwit because he said he didn't like Bakwit. And then uh, they told him, uh, you must uh, help us finish it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they forced him to eat a lot of it. <laughs> so neither he liked it in general, <laughs> nor did he like it in particular. And the fact that it was bad, it went bad, didn't help either. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this was one of the things that help, helped him become a devotee because he was fully expecting to have an upset stomach but it digested he said I came home and nothing happened and it digested just like that it's a miracle <laughs> it strengthened his faith <laughs> There are plenty of miracles too, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> but still, sometimes there is a reaction, right? It seems that in the beginning Krishna is very generous with miracles. You know? So many miracles happen when a devotee just shows interest. 
or that prospective devotee so, shows interest in Krishna consciousness, so many amazing miracles are happening in life. <clears throat> and it helps. However, uh, with uh, time, we become, what is it, inured, we become sort of, some of the miracles we stop noticing. Some of the miracles are the new normal. It's a new normal. And uh, when there is some reaction, then uh, you say, what is this? This is karma. I did this. Reaction comes. Where is my freedom from karma? False advertisement. <laughs> you say, become, devotee becomes free from karma, and then <clears throat> I add eight, uh, uh, 32 uh, deep-fried uh, samosas, and I get a little trouble in my stomach. And uh, so... Where, where is my freedom from karma? <laughs> but this chart <clears throat> shows it very nicely, how bhakti, even at the stage of bhajana kriya, and it's perfectly reasonable and logical. And indeed, as soon as you start talking to devotees, as soon as you start reading, you become free from the f- four effects of bad karma and four effects of good karma. <clears throat> Anybody remembers what are the four effects of bad karma? What are the four dushkritota anartas? Ignorance. Yeah, different kinds of ignorance. They are tat, svatatve, paratatve. So, ignorance about one, one, our nature, ignorance about the supreme, ignorance about sadhya sadhana, the goal and process, and uh, one more is about obstacles. So that we learn very quickly. What is, what are the regulatory principles? This, so this is the obstacle. What are the sadhya sadhana, <clears throat> the goal and the process? Who is Krishna? And you are not the body, Prabhu. You are not the body. <clears throat> you are not your body. Very quickly we we, we learn. First, we may be a little um, confused. As Purnachandra Maharaj is saying, after a class, on Sunday, Sunday feast class in L.A., he invited questions, <clears throat> and the guest said, Sir, you have been saying, you are not uh, your body, I'm not my body, you are not your body, you are not your body. So I have a question, if I am not my body, whose body am I? <laughs> <laughs> in the beginning, you know, so because we are so entrenched. <laughs> we also have this uh, very famous theologian, one of the most famous theologians, or the most famous theologian of the 20th century. There were actually there were two: Teilhard de Chardin and uh, Paul Tillich. <clears throat> so I think it's Teilhard de Chardin who, sa- who said that uh, we are not human beings with a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings with a human experience. We are the soul. We are the spirit soul. <clears throat> and body is just a dress on top. And so we figure it out quite quickly. <clears throat> so ignorance is removed very quickly, just as you begin to associate with devotees coming to the temple reading the books. And uh, regarding result, what are the four results of pious activities, good activities? Bhukti, Mukti, 
Swarga? Siddhi, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> desires for material objects or material enjoyment, desire for heavenly comforts and um, heavenly planets and locations, mystic powers. Who was interested in mystic powers in your early years or days? Yeah. <clears throat> we have some courses in, in uh, USA. There was one, I forgot which agency, government agency he worked for in the 60s, but they had Stanford. Stanford, when they discovered that the Soviets are running esoteric institutes, they immediately rushed to catch up, and one of the guys, he developed courses in remote viewing. These are guys who are trying to see <clears throat> with a subtle body. So he runs courses on remote viewing. Manu Sami speaks about these, and uh, Druta Karma Prabhu knows this person. Druta Karma Prabhu. He, he. <laughs> so it's a mystic power, right? <clears throat> they, were, they, they were surprised that these people could uh, make a more accurate uh, picture of some secret objects than the satellites. So it's con it was confirmed by satellites, but they could. So this is mystic powers, some, <clears throat> some mystic powers. So it looks cool, right? But as we mentioned, it looks cool only if you have and others don't. Then it's cool. <laughs> but if everybody has it, you know. <laughs> so in itself, it's not something really. Except maybe, as I mentioned, teleportation. That seems very practical. <laughs> Just imagine you go chant Japa in front of the Govardhan. Right? Then you go for the class to Mayapur. Then you go for uh, prasadam to... What's the best place to go for prasadam? LA? <laughs> or... <clears throat> anyway, I would go to Govindas in Ukraine, in Dnipro. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, so I'm joking. But it's practical. <clears throat> if you learn, please share your... <clears throat> <laughs> But we are not insisting. We are not. We are not. If not, then no, no problem. In itself, it's not so. We can we can also fly. That's okay. Or whatever other mode of transportation and liberation, freedom. So these four very quickly we learned that they are not the goal of life or the purpose of existence, <clears throat> and therefore we don't have to <clears throat> strive for them or uh, pray for them directly. So indeed, indeed, uh, uh, one becomes almost completely, not completely, but almost completely, free from the uh, effects of good and bad karma impeding our progress. Now, uh, there is the fourth category, which has the same name both in Madhurya Kadambini and in Bhaktivinoda Thakur's books, and these, these are aparadas, <clears throat> which means offenses. Offenses. Another possible uh, translation, there is one very Rasika translation that has been making rounds. Do you, do you know some other translation of this aparada? Without rada. 
without Radha or against Radha, yes. And Radha, uh, this, her name it's itself means uh, worship, worship, Aradhana, right? So Aparada, we can say in a way, it's some kind of disrespect. So therefore, there is a one-stroke solution to all kinds of Aparadas. It's respect. Right? So if you have respect, then it uh, counteracts all kinds of disrespect. So this you can see, this is a real, uh, this is a really troublesome one. Because uh, even after Anartha Nivriti, the purification is only pervasive, not uh, complete, not even almost complete. And even at Bhava, Bhava is basically its liberation. Bhava, at Bhava you are liberated <clears throat> from matter. You don't have to take birth again. And uh, Vishnachakarthi Thakur says, even at Bhava we are n almost completely free from the effects of offense. And at Prema it's only complete which and not absolute, which means that some traces may remain. Some traces of, of offenses may remain. So this is why we are warned against offenses so much <clears throat> everywhere. Wondering? Uh, here at Pajana Kriya where it says almost complete and you were just explaining that, you know, not having, not having desires for material objects in the previous verse. Um, or in the in the previous the, the four the four things like the cities and, and material objects etc. How how do we dovetail that for spirituality in our Krishna consciousness? Because uh, it's it's been on my mind. You know, I, I see devotees. You know, you know, getting pursuing newer cars, bigger houses, Maharajas having bigger apartments in Mayapur or bigger houses in Vrindavan. Um, or, you know, when, when they travel, they will stay with the disciple that's very wealthy, uh, you know, he's driving a nice Jaguar, not the guy with the simple Toyota. He may be doing 64 rounds, but he won't get the attention. They would like to rather stay in something very lush and comfortable. So, yes, we may say this, that we are Bhajana Kriya. Yes, we want to aspire higher, but the practicality, the reality is when we have things like the massive temple in Mayapur and we need another, you know, fifty million dollars. Not fifty. Maybe more. No, less. <laughs> <laughs> it was thirty total. <laughs> and we've we are more than half done. <laughs> we still we still we, we still desire because I'm there in Mayapur this year and you know after Tosi Puja there's fifteen, twenty minutes of a plea for, for donations. And, and this is to the devotee community, it's not to another crowd of materialists or something. But so we want... It, wouldn't, that, wouldn't that be cool to have one foot, square foot in the temple sponsored by you? It, I, would, <laughs> I would like to do it, all the square it's, feet. It, it's not even expensive, it's just one... Yeah, it's actually $100 nowadays. It's $100. One square foot, $100. Yeah, $7,000, yeah. To, to sponsor one square phone, right? 
So then at least when you come, you can feel, yes, I'm standing in my square foot. <laughs> yes, good, that's good. By the way, <clears throat> one devotee was driving me in a Jaguar in Alachor just now. And then I said, oh, you are driving a Jaguar. And I said, yeah. I paid one, hundred and, uh, I, I paid, uh, one and a half grand. One and a half, one and a half thousand dollars for it. I said, how come? Well, it was drowned at uh, Hurricane Harvey, but I am an auto mechanic, so I checked it out, and it, I saw everything is okay. Just little, some work needed. <clears throat> well, actually, this is the first thing that struck me when I came to here, that uh, I, I thought you just stand and look at the road here for 15 minutes, and you see $4 billion in cars. <laughs> 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 Passing. <laughs> fast you. <laughs> but then uh, I start asking, it turns out they are much cheaper than I thought, than in Europe. <laughs> Especially in, 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 I mean, that same Jaguar in India, it will be crazy in amount. It will be, uh, I was told, it's 200 lakhs. So it's, uh, what is it? 200 lakhs? That's like, two, uh, me meaning in dollars. That's uh, like uh, three, two and a half, like quarter million dollars. That same Jaguar, that's one and a half grand. <laughs> so it looks more impressive than actually it is, you know, sometimes. Uh, sometimes we form some, somewhat, <clears throat> we overestimate. The well, someone who buys it initially has to take that cost, that's the thing. When it comes out of the showroom, someone has to buy it for $100,000. Yeah, but what, what I'm saying, what I'm saying, I, I didn't, uh, you know, it was not my stipulation, you know, I didn't call them and write, I will come, but only if you send a Jaguar. <laughs> no Jaguar, no visit. <laughs> no, it was my old friend, and he contacted me, he just saw my name there uh, on a roster of guests, and he said, oh, please, stay in my house. I said, well, your house is 15 minutes away. This is just four minutes away. So then he sent his friend to, uh, to drive me. And it looked very impressive. Right? And, and then I started talking, and the friend just downplayed. He said, ah, I paid just one and a half grand for this. So, <clears throat> and uh, I mean, all, very often devotees are very clever, you know. It, it, something looks super, very, 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 uh, you know, expensive and everything. And then you, you, it turns out devotee figures out to buy it for a fraction. <laughs> <laughs> the devotees are very clever to how to <laughs> how to use it, but uh, regarding also driving, like I remember Niranjan Swami, he came to this one this uh, cr uh, crazy uh, place, um, like a conflict zone that was carved out after the Soviet times, Russia, just like when Britain was leaving uh, the Indian colony left a little <coughs> hot spot. So when Russia was withdrawing, it created a, little, a few hot spots here and there to be able to, to any moment to create some trouble. So there is one like hot spot like that in Mol between Moldova and Ukraine. It's called Transnistria. Yeah? <clears throat> uh, anyway, that's just a big 
political topic don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, the whole thing, empires and colonies, you know, this is all very troublesome. Uh, so uh, a devotee there told Niranjana Swami that uh, I just have a very humble old Lada. So, of course, you will prefer to drive with Adikavi Prabhu in, with, in his new, shiny, expensive car. So Niranjan Swami said, no, uh, your car for me is like gold. I will, I will, I will ride in your car. <laughs> and so he chose on purpose his old jalopy. <laughs> they, they call these cars a bucket with bolts. You know? <laughs> and uh, he, on purpose, he chose to, to ride in that car, just to, to ride to be with him. So it's not always like that. But these are uh, details. The, the point is that um, both in those Maharajas and <laughs> in our life, the point is here that these are no longer our goals. This, this could even be an effort and this could even be a project and there is nothing wrong with uh, having a good car that you don't have to fix every three months, <clears throat> spending a lot of money and time, primarily. <clears throat> Especially if uh, you are uh, well-to-do. Often, like one temple president asked Gopal Krishna Maharaj, should I buy, buy a silk dhoti and kurta? It's how many times more expensive than the cotton one? So Gopal Krishna Maharaj told him, you dress for others, you eat for yourself. So you're a temple president, you have to meet people, so buy what looks nice. You dress for others, and you're a temple president, so you have to look uh, presentable. So uh, it um, can be uh, engaged, and plus, uh, also Gopal Krishna Maharaj told another devotee that, yes, uh, you, you... It's in Manu Samhita. You should dress, and uh, if you have means, you should wear clothes that are according to your means, without holes. Of course, nowadays it's confusing, because the ones with holes are more expensive than, the <laughs> <laughs> than those without holes. <clears throat> Recently I heard designer holes. You know, these are the designer holes, not the... <laughs> <clears throat> but it's a, it's, a, it's a prescription in Manu Samhita. And sometimes as devotees we think, no, no, I must um, wear uh, torn clothes. And uh, some devotees were telling me that uh, they're quite very, they are very well to do. And they <clears throat> were coming to see their guru and uh, in very humble attire. And every time the guru would ask, do you need some help finding work? Shall I ask those devotees to help you find some good work, good job, good position? And they say, no, 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 we are okay, we are okay. <laughs> until, you know, until they started dressing according to their, I mean, in, at least without holes. In, you know, in, uh, because sometimes it's a false idea that we must be dressed shabbily, shabbily or in a very poor attire. Modern life is more democratic. So oftentimes you, you will not distinguish 
Uh, very frequently, even those who are very rich, they have a luxury. They, they use the luxury of dressing very, in a very simple way to not waste time on choosing. <clears throat> so, also for for <clears throat> preaching, devotees are using it. It can be used for service. It can be misused also, definitely. It definitely can be misused. We can become attached and under the pretext that I'm using it for Krishna, I can be using it just for myself. However, what I'm saying <clears throat> here that at least in theory you understand that this is not the goal of life. Just getting money is not the goal of life. No matter whether you want it or not. I may want it. I may want it, but I'm not pursuing it as my life goal. Okay? So that, and also, this is why it says not complete, but almost complete. Okay? <clears throat> of course, it ties in with another topic of um, having desires on the path of pure bhakti. which is a very interesting topic, but this is separate. Okay, now uh, going back to our offenses. <clears throat> so we are really warned about offenses. <clears throat> and somehow or other, criticizing is a, very, um, is a very natural reaction. You can say defensive, defense reaction in our uh, psyche. Especially Ravindra Sarup Prabhu, he gave once a very nice seminar, Cures of Souls in Vaishnava Communities. <clears throat> where he discusses the side effects of very rigorous spiritual practice. When we have some very lofty goals, very naturally we um, may feel defensive because we fail to con conform to very high standards. And so there will be some defensive reaction which will manifest uh, in criticism, in... The, in <clears throat> In three, he tries to break it into three modes, tamasic, rajasic, tamasic, rajasic, and sattvic. So in ignorance, uh, we will be, uh, it will be distorted, we will be depressed, we will try to join people, we will try to find people who are also troubled. <clears throat> uh, or we will uh, accuse others, or we will, pro we will find a cause, some minute, minute point that I can follow. And we will go around and bang everybody over the head with that minute, uh, calls the punctiliousness, punctiliousness, yeah? Some, some minute, like, uh, like the size of your shika or the form of your um, tilak or something, something, you know. I don't want to give two examples too close to home, not to step on anybody's toes. <laughs> but you have plenty of issues, you know. Something that, you know, in the grand scheme of things is very insignificant. But we may we blow it out of all proportions and we make it a huge issue. And then we crusade, we go on crusade and we are the uh, knight in a shining armor on a white horse, very, very tall horse. <laughs> because my tilak is correct <laughs> and yours isn't. <laughs> Uh, 
So that's a side effect, a natural, frequently encountered, normal, standard, expected side effect of very high goals. And Sattvic will be accepting, yes, I fail, yes, I have failings, and we have a whole class of um, prayers called Vigyapti, confession. And you go to Krishna and we say, yes, I have envy, yes, I have anger, yes, I have this. And also friends, this is why we need understanding seniors and friends who will accept us as we are. Everybody needs a few friends who know our worst secrets and still are our friends. <laughs> and we know their worst secret and still talk about Krishna with them. <laughs> and don't run away on sight, you know, just, just spotting them from <laughs> in a distance, running away from. <laughs> so, and we talk about Krishna with them. We talk about Krishna with them. <clears throat> Everybody needs that. We see the majority of trouble. Yadunandan Swami made his um, master's thesis. He published a book recently, uh, Sannyasis in Modernity. So he interviewed uh, many of the uh, sannyasis of, in, good, in good standing, and he interviewed also those who have uh, fallen or stepped down or whatever, couldn't maintain the standard. And so one of the <clears throat> most influential reasons for not being able to, con to, uh, to uh, follow the standard to be a proper sannyasi was isolation or having no friends. We all need some kind of friends, but especially for a devotee, it's extremely important to have <clears throat> close friends. It's very nourishing. It's very nourishing. With whom you speak about Krishna. Friends in Krishna consciousness. Modern psychology says you need 20 acquaintances, colleagues, uh, to be just mentally okay. <laughs> <laughs> This is what uh, Srila Prabhupada told Burijan Prabhu, that uh, we are a social, I don't know if he said we are a social animal, but he said we are a social being, and uh, if you do not associate with devotees, you will look for association elsewhere. And, there, and this way we will, we will suffer. So criticizing, disrespecting, insulting, and offending will come naturally, even if you weren't an especially critical person before. So that's why we are warned to be especially on the lookout for that tendency to criticize and disrespect and insult and offend. <clears throat> it comes very natural on a demanding spiritual path. And in uh, uh, Chaitanya Bhagavat, we have some amazing stories about it. <clears throat> One story, Advaita Acharya says, please save the whole world and universe. And that he brought Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. To, to, he uh, made Chaitanya Mahaprabhu descend as the loving avatar. But then he says, please save everybody, even the arrogant students who, know, who think they know everything and like to argue. <laughs> debate. Save uh, scholars, save... Uh, he give, gives a big list. But then he gives an, uh, an extra clause. He says, except those who, ins who insult devotees. Advaita Acharya says, except those. Also, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu <clears throat> explains 
the importance to avoid uh, insulting devotees or offending devotees is saying that um, it's like uh, inviting a guest and then giving him a very nice head and shoulder massage and feeding him and then taking a stick and beating him on the feet striking him very strongly and when he becomes uh, dismayed Dissatisfied, you say, why are you dissatisfied? I fed you. I did a massage of your head, didn't I? So, okay, I, I struck your feet, okay, but the head I massaged, right? <laughs> why are you so you know, uh, peculiar about your feet? So he says, this is the same when we criticize or insult or hurt devotees. <clears throat> so therefore, in Chaitanya Bhagavad, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says that, therefore, raising my arms, I'm saying, I will save everybody. Just chant without criticizing devotees. Just chant without criticizing devotees, and I promise I will personally deliver you. I raise my hands and I give my solemn promise, I will personally deliver you, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says. If you chant without criticizing devotees. <clears throat> so, obviously, there is a lot of emphasis on it. Also, it doesn't mean being blind. We may see some faults. Uh, the point is uh, whether we, f where do we focus? Do we focus on faults? Also, doesn't mean we tolerate abuse or whatever. <clears throat> there is something or criminal activities. <clears throat> it doesn't mean being blind or <clears throat> condoning some. What is it? Abetting, aiding and abetting. Abetting, right? Condoning some improper activities, but it means not uh, being a critical person. So, uh, among aparadas, there are four listed. So, anybody remembers what are the four types of aparadas? Four types of offenses? Namaparad, Nama the holy name. Sevaparad. Sevaparad means uh, offenses in serving the deities in the temple. So we have <clears throat> several lists, 32, and again 30, so about 60-something offenses listed. <clears throat> um, of, uh, anybody remembers any seva deity, de offenses in deity worship? Yes, mm. spreading our legs, pointing our, our heels at the deities, or... <clears throat> Um, coming, entering the altar without washing our hands, entering the temple on a palanquin. <laughs> as soon as you see somebody coming, approaching the temple on a palanquin, tell them. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what it... <clears throat> anyway, so, uh, so they are helpful. To uh, not impede our progress, to know, to, it's helpful to know them. <clears throat> so, several paradas. The, uh, two more. Dhamma parad will probably be a subset of uh, seva parad. Vaishnava parad, devotees, devotees. And one more. Jiva parad. Yes. So, <clears throat> jiva parad offenses to all the living entities, to all the living entities. Uh, <clears throat> where is it? Sorry. 
Yeah. To all the living entities, even if we insult any living entities, that will also impede just non-devotees, even animals. Like, for example, killing and eating them. <clears throat> that will be also an obstacle. So these four. And of them, of course, Vaishnava Parad is the most virulent. <clears throat> but um, it's go it, goes, it, it's, it is good to know all of them. And um, instead of committing them, show respect. Do the opposite. Otherwise, even at Prema, it's not absolute and some trace remains. So this is probably this almost mentioned in the previous verse of the Bhagavatam when we become almost free from the troublesome things because the offenses still continue and linger. They sort of go deepest and leave the worst. Uh, all the others you can see Bhaktyutta uh, Aparadas, uh, weakness of heart, are absolutely removed at Ruchi. You have taste, finished. <clears throat> Somebody develops Ruchi. So there is Tarangarangini, a tendency. There will be some benefits coming during Bhakti. And we may be atta atta attracted to enjoying them. But uh, at Ruchi, so at Nishta already, it's completely removed, and at Ruchi, it's absolutely removed. Uh, karma at Asakti, absolutely free. At Nishta, completely. At Ruchi, absolutely. But Aparat, you can see, it takes more, and it goes deeper <coughs> to remove. Madhurika Namini lists a few more a few more difficulties of Anishtita Bhajana Kriya, unsteady uh, devotional service. And they oops, they seem to be in sequence, to go in sequence. First there is Utsahamayi. False confidence. Is it big enough to read? Yeah. Travel room, can you see? Because <clears throat> it's number number thirty-six. I don't want to. Yeah, false confidence. A person can become uh, puffed up or just by little knowledge. In fact, I think it's called Dunning-Kruger effect. The less you know, the more you think you know. Dunning-Kruger effect. <laughs> Meaning that uh, people who really know, they're not sure. <laughs> also in the, in the Gita you can see that in uh, Sattvagun, <clears throat> you know. In Rajagun, you're not sure what is Dharma, what is Adharma. Not quite sure. But in Tamaguna, you also are completely sure. 
completely sure. Of course, you got it all uh, the wrong way around. <laughs> but you have no doubts. <laughs> you are convinced. <laughs> so being sure is overrated. <laughs> Sometimes a little uncertainty is helpful. <clears throat> so utsahamai, false confidence. We think, yeah, I know everything. Krishna is God. Bhakti is the process. That's it. What else is to know? I am a soul. I am not the body. Finished. I can go and bless the world. Which is correct. It's good, yes. <clears throat> However, what follows is ghanatarla. Ghanatarla literally means uh, fat, and, fat and thin. Yes. One day we are fat and then we diet. <clears throat> meaning meaning a sporadic endeavor. So sometimes we are enthusiastic, some, sometimes not. It's a natural fluctuation. That's the definition of anishtita, unsteady bhajana kriya, unsteady performance of devotional service. <clears throat> and sometimes this pendulum is the greater, the greater was the uh, enthusiasm. So therefore, after some time, when somebody is very, very enthusiastic, you become a little cautious and you try to, you know, wait, 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 slow down, slow down, don't. No, 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 you take rest, you <laughs> pace yourself. <clears throat> and then, vyudhavikalpa, indecision. In uh, indecision, uh, Vishwanachakvartitakur gives a funny example saying that the person uh, Somebody also was uh, telling a story that somebody wanted to take sannyas. No, somebody asked. He, somebody was uh, speaking with a friend in the Brahmacharya Ashram. I'm, I'm wondering, should I take sannyas or should I get married? <laughs> yeah. And Chakradhyatakur describes the very same dilemma, right? That, Yes, for spiritual life it's good, and but then you know grihasta is prescribed, and it's also good, and so he's trying to <clears throat> vikalpa indecision. He cannot decide for sure, and <clears throat> it uh, naturally flows to the next one. We cannot also decide: should I take um, <clears throat> uh, all the uh, fifteen gulab jamuns? Or maybe 12 is enough. <laughs> Should I take uh, 25 puris? Or should I stop at 21? <laughs> should, I, should I eat only salad? <clears throat> so Yudavi Kalpa, indecision. And Vishaya Sangara. Sometimes we are <clears throat> helplessly attached. <clears throat> we take some vow that, yes, I will eat no sweets this Sunday or this month or whatever, and then Sunday feast, they make that one single particular sweet that is the personification of your idea of the spiritual world. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, and you think, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> and then you think, okay, Next week. <laughs> Vishaya Sankara. Struggling with Vishaya. <clears throat> then uh, Niyamakshama also, inability. 
So we take some vows. Yes, from tomorrow uh, I chant uh, 16 rounds before Guru Puja in one sitting. Yes. And uh, you know this joke about the guy who says, I found the perfect formula for happy life, for happiness. Uh, <clears throat> I <clears throat> wrote on a piece of paper, tomorrow I begin my new life. And I put this piece of paper next to my bed. It's actually a good, a good uh, idea because you forget in the morning. I don't know if you notice, in the morning sometimes the person that wakes up is completely different from the person that went to bed. Yeah? <laughs> Something happens in the night. I don't know. It's <clears throat> it also may have to do with um, something to do with uh, the fact that uh, sleep is the function of intelligence. So sometimes the body wakes up, but the intelligence is st still asleep. So it takes a little time. So the guy says, okay, so I have this uh, piece of paper saying, tomorrow I begin my new life. So he says, in the morning I wake up and I look at it and I am so happy because it says tomorrow. <laughs> Not today. Morgen, morgen, nicht nur heute, immer sagen faule Leute. Germans are saying tomorrow, tomorrow, just not today. So always the lazy people say. <laughs> so, <clears throat> did your parents tell you this in a childhood? <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow. <clears throat> Don't postpone till tomorrow what you can eat today. <clears throat> so, Niyamakshama, inability to up uphold vows. So you can see it goes uh, to slightly subtler and subtler, and then finally it seems that at the last one you are able to become practically steady, practically follow some vows. So then the next one, you get the side benefits, the perks of being a good devotee. Labha puja pratishta. You have gifts, you have mahaprasadam, you have respect, worship, and so forth. And uh, <clears throat> the tendency can be to uh, enjoy, to float on the waves of uh, these benefits. And it's also something that distracts our attention from the purpose of our activity, from, from bhakti. We may be diverted. So, <clears throat> for example, getting a very good big car for the temple may be even a worthwhile idea, especially in some places, <clears throat> that if you come uh, to ask for a donation in uh, any more expensive car, then people will be inclined to, uh, more inclined to <clears throat> respect and honor your request. However, when this becomes the sole purpose of our activity and we switch our attention from pleasing Krishna to getting this whatever, car, money, this we see can even happen in direct bhakti like book distribution. We see we have shoot ourselves in the foot so many times by book distribution, by burning out the whole areas, by pushing the books so aggressively that people can't uh, stand us. 
some places. Right? <clears throat> so, even though it seems such a holy pursuit, distributing spiritual knowledge, however, uh, we forget about the purpose. That this is preaching. This is this is meant to to attract people to Krishna. And uh, we fall into some merchant mentality, or not even merchant. I don't know what it is. Mer merchant and just trying to push out the numbers. And frequently, it's not even for our personal gain, except maybe some kind of respect. If even that may not be there. So that's misdirected, misdirected uh, effort. So that, this is why all these... I remember when uh, we were distributing, I was on book distribution, and then uh, Rohini Sutta Prabhu came, and he started giving these seminars that, please be careful, don't burn people out. Please don't go to the same place hundred times over and over again. So I know like in Slovenia, uh, where I spent a lot of time, in central, it's between Italy and uh, Austria, Little, it's a little country, but they always, uh, they probably have one of the highest rate of saturation of the country with books. Everybody has at least two or three. So on, on book distribution, people, they're not asking, do you have these books? They ask, which books do you have? <laughs> <laughs> so what did they do? They uh, they got a map, they divided this in uh, areas, and they made sure they don't go to the same area twice in the same year. They covered the full country, but they made, took care not to uh, annoy people. <clears throat> and it, it seems people are very uh, appreciative of devotees and uh, devotional service. So you need to use intelligence and not forget about the uh, ultimate purpose of what we are doing, so that we do not <clears throat> derail ourselves by our um, activity. So, the f so these are the six uh, symptoms of anishtita, unsteady devotional service. And there, there are also some obstacles in uh, some more are listed. Some more obstacles of nishta. Laya is sleep. Laya is sleep. <clears throat> so you can see these are three main problems in chanting. One is sleep, falling asleep, something tamasic. Vikshapa is distraction. And apratipati is uh, lack of taste, indifference. And they may go in sequence. First we fall asleep, you know. Uh, so there are so many, there are even, we even have movies, Hare Krishna movies about different types of japa. Yeah? It's called dive bomber japa. Hare Krishna. <laughs> <laughs> then if we manage to break through that by one way or another then there is the raider japa <laughs> 
you see what's there. <laughs> you scan, you scan the <laughs> for anything interesting. <laughs> Sometimes even two-year-old newspaper seems more interesting. <laughs> Distraction. And apratipati, like you don't, you are not falling asleep, you are not distracted, and still no taste. It's like chewing the sawdust. Where is you know nectar for which we are always eager? <laughs> of course, if it tastes like sawdust or sand, that's all, all already good. At least you are paying attention. What are you doing? You know. At least you are trying to taste something. Because sometimes you, you just... <laughs> Doesn't even taste like sawdust. <laughs> There's something in the background which... <laughs> so sawdust is already good. <clears throat> and two more are mentioned. Kashaya. Uh, sinful habits. Actually, some sinful acts... And rasa svat, being attracted to some, in, enjoying some. It's related to <clears throat> the previous tarangarangini, uh, tasting the material um, pleasures and benefits. <clears throat> so, uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur also gives some cures for that. He gives certain cures for that. There are a whole variety of cures. Uh, of course, the number one recommendation, universal recommendation, is uh, chanting with people who do have taste. Is Bhakti Bringa Govinda Maharaj sharing his experience with uh, Akinchana Das Babaji, a friend of Srila Prabhupada, who invited them over for the night of Ekadashi chanting. And uh, they even turned off the light because somebody was sleeping in the same room <clears throat> and they asked to turn off the light. And Bhaktivinoda Govinda Maharaj was saying that I am finished, you know, it's in the night and even without any light. So I'll just fall asleep. But he says there was so much taste in um, Akinchana Das Babaji's chanting that for the whole night they were relishing the name. So it may have great effect. But we may not always have this luxury and opportunity, although temples are meant for that. Temples are very special places. Temples frequently is the best place to chant, <clears throat> even if it seems something distracts us. So Bhaktivinoda Thakur gives a few more uh, suggestions. He says, uh, with Tulasi, he says, um, holy place, he says, festivals, holy, um, going to festivals and kirtan with, uh, with devotees, so these things help. <clears throat> Another thing that's one of devotees in my temple suggests, read the Bhagavatam. He says, Do you, are you reading the Bhagavatam? He says, mm, you must understand that it will improve your japa also when you read the Bhagavatam. Because whom are we worshipping? You need to know who Krishna is. And Krishna is 
the beautiful, attractive, supreme personality of God at absolute truth. It will also help avoid offenses, because Krishna means Krishna and his devotees. Krishna means Krishna and his devotees and his energies. Prabhupada says practically everything in the nectar of devotion. So if I know who Krishna is, then my chanting will also be different and also outside of chanting I will commit less offenses, fewer offenses. So that will help. For uh, Laya and Vikshepa, some other helpful things are have your array of techniques, your favorite techniques for chanting. There can be different things. It can be as simple as having a picture. It says in the Shastra, if you chant in your usual seat, you get the single uh, result, single, the single normal reward or effect of chanting. If you chant <clears throat> in a forest, you get 100 times more. If you chant facing a mountain, you get 1,000 times more. If you chant facing the deities, you get infinitely more, infinitely higher result multiplied. There's a multiplying quotient you know, which multiplies the result. Plus, there is a very classic Nama Yantra, so you chant and you, fo- and you read. You try to match your words with the uh, written Maha Mantra. It's a, it's a bona fide technique practiced by Gorkishor Das Babaji. If you go to his Bhajan Kutir, so Gorkishor Das Babaji, third from the left, <clears throat> that's what he was doing. Uh, counting, I mentioned, counting times we turned our, our attention to Krishna or counting better mantras, or just counting 108 beads, because our mind will usually have three tracks, and uh, very quickly we learn to have Hare Krishna on one track, and we still have two tracks free. (laughs) But uh, if we add, for example, like meditation on Krishna's lotus feet, on the symbols, some, something else, counting and counting, that engages all three. And it makes it a very uh, active, exciting, fascinating exercise. So at least you're not sleepy, and second of all, it's interesting. And third of all, it helps focusing and concentra- concentrating. And then, after we are focused, then we can do what Srila Prabhupada says, just here. So this just here means already entering into the full concentration. Means the mind can do three th- three things at the same time. So therefore, if you add three uh, activities, you know, chanting, uh, counting, for example, counting, and for example, meditating on a symbol on Krishna's feet at each uh, next. Bead, then the mind is totally engaged. It, ha- it has no free CPU processor power to do something else, to be distracted. And it becomes a, a fascinating exercise. <clears throat> and then again, it becomes easier, then you can adjust, do something else. Or another 
approach, for example, you can try here what emotion in your chanting does Krishna hear. Because I may not listen to my japa, but Krishna has to. Krishna he listens to everything we chant. So what does he hear? Does he hear? Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. <laughs> Some of us chant like this. It's distinct, very distinct. But uh, we can, uh, you know, is it pleasing? You know? So we can try to hear how tender, affectionate and pleasing is my chanting. Because I can chant in so many different ways. Saraba! Saraba! My God! You know? <laughs> yes! He's <laughs> like, what is, what is that? <laughs> or I can say, Saraba! Oh, what? Huh? Does he have a... Uh, Rasagula? <laughs> so, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. So, lovingly. Prem se kaho, yeah, we say. Prem se bolo. With love, <clears throat> with affection. So, we can try to listen how affectionate is my. What does Krishna hear? Can Krishna hear some affection in my chanting? So, that's, that's another approach. What, how much affection Krishna hears in my chanting? What does he hear? What Krishna hears in my chanting. That's also a very good exercise. Plus, you can uh, have a um, selection of exercises, a sequence, a program. Okay, I try a few, one or two rounds like this, one or two rounds like that, then just listen. This way, even 16 rounds can become a whole, uh, a whole adventure. And this way, we, uh, immediately from Offensive, it becomes clearing. We need at least a little. In Ravindra Sarup Prabhu's seminar on this cure of souls in Vaishnava communities, which, by the way, is available, I think, again on our website, I think. Yeah, it's yeah, desired to, yeah. Okay. So here, Ravindra, yes, here, Cure of Souls, you can see it's there, <coughs> Cure of Souls on VHA.org, and Iskon Desire, yes, it's a very interesting seminar. So there he suggests uh, the very powerful cure of uh, clearing stage of chanting, and how, how quickly can you attain the clearing stage of chanting? Immediately. As soon as you make some effort, that's already a clearing stage. So when we apply some effort, immediately, that's moving towards Krishna, immediately, in one second. You can turn it around in one, in one moment. It's possible. <clears throat> and then, uh, then it's no longer Nama Parat, it's Nama Bhas, and uh, also Shudanam is also possible from the very beginning. Shudanam, at least sometimes. So that we can discuss on tomorrow's last last session. <clears throat> Thank you very much. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. We are over time, 9.09. But if there are some, <clears throat> something you want to discuss, we can...
Yes, Shalom. Regarding Vaishnava Parad, that looks like most dangerous thing. It seems like if if you are a leader, if you are some temple president, temple commander, it looks like unavoidable to step on somebody's toes. Like you have to make sure things happen, and then like you might have like you know devotees that are just not really willing to do much. Then you have you have to like use some force or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the other side looks like all devotees are dear to Krishna. Yes. So it's like yes, looks like position where you are like desperate, hopeless. Yeah. <laughs> so a leader. So Prabhupada says any uh, how does he say management or leader when he speaks about Brahma will attract criticism. He says, even Brahma, the best, topmost devotee in the universe, is criticized by gopis, by the gopis of Vrindavan, the topmost devotees of Krishna, for his executive decision of making our eyes blink uh, 300 times an hour. No. How many times? Something like this. So, uh, yes, that's there. So what, in that case, is important is, uh, I understand, to not be carried away by expediency, by what, again, by the immediate goals, and always remembering that these are Vaishnavas, and always keeping respect for every Vaishnava. This is the problem with every yoga. It's not only for leaders, every yoga. Because if we have to do something, anything, and we have to do something, uh, results will come. And then very naturally desire or inclination to enjoy the results will kick in, will, will be there. So this is why yoga is confidential and secret and paradoxical. Work without working. Because either I don't want to enjoy, but if I don't want to enjoy, I don't want to work. If no enjoyment, why work? And if I work, and the results come, and they're mine, as a result of this work, why not enjoy? So even karma yoga is confidential and and subtle. It may take time to figure out this uh, two opposite how to how to combine these two opposing poles working and not working even there it's uh, also arjuna is fighting he has to fight and very natural inclination will be to add anger and hatred to motivate it's a very natural motive for fighting anger and hatred so krishna warns arjuna in the gita several times do not hate. Fight, fight, yes, but do not hate. Even repeats a couple times, do not judge their friends, their enemies. So this is this inner work of yoga. To keep, to bring back again our mood and attitude and goal 
uh, onto pleasing Krishna and not being drawn into the lower, easier, more familiar motivation style for doing something. So when one is a, a manager, administrator, a leader, again, the task will be to do it for Krishna's pleasure and not fall back onto our habitual motivation and uh, manipulate, manipulate people to achieve some ends, some goals. So that's the yoga work that's required. So again and again, even if we have to uh, discipline or do something in, with regards to some people, very important not to, it is very important not to fall into ang anger, hatred, duality. I remember when I was traveling with Gopal Krishna Maharaj, <clears throat> he, he had me run around like a headless chicken. I don't know how to call it. It's I I had I was I was you know not three tracks. I had to run fifteen tracks in my mind. Oh, is that ready? Is this done? Is this? Oh, that also needs to be done. Chanting rounds. This that. I had so many things I had to think about. Uh, so every day, from time to time, Gopal Krishna Maharaj would take my hand and he would say, Adi, I'm sorry for making your life hell. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, when he left, all of a sudden I realized that this was the time when I was 100% Krishna conscious. <laughs> there was not a chance for any other thought to enter. There was no time <laughs> for anything else. In fact, this, that was probably the first and the last time I cried in Krishna consciousness. <laughs> because I thought, oh, it's over. <laughs> it's so that, uh, whatever, couple, several weeks. So he made it very intense. He made it super intense. But also, at every moment, he made sure that um, uh, he did it for the benefit. Not just to exploit somebody, but uh, I obviously can see it was for my benefit. So I, I understand this is also what a leader has to do. He has to make sure that this is for the benefit. Maybe... It has to be needs to be expressed outwardly with words, but also uh, in their own hearts. They have to make sure that why we are doing this, we are doing this for a higher, better purpose, and for the benefit of everybody, for serving Krishna, pleasing Krishna, and also that probably will mean pulling out the weeds, finding possible wrong motivations, and. Uh, eschewing them, you know, like giving them up. Am I doing this for expediency, for quicker a quicker result through manipulation, exploitation, and then uh, replace that motive with a higher motive for pleasing Krishna and pleasing devotees? And then, normally you will see that there are leaders that may take hard decisions, but uh, that uh, it seems devotees love them. I know Niranjan Sami used to be customarily called a smiling whip. A smiling whip. <laughs> he could be very uh, harsh or strong in some some 
things, but he would always do this with a smile and with concern and care. So, people usually accept. Okay? Okay, so thank you very much. <clears throat> May we pass through the clouds <laughs> of all anarthas as soon as possible and move forward to steadiness and taste for Krishna's pleasure. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Thank you very much. <laughs>